welcome to B Plot Podcast, the podcast where we take a look at some of the biggest movies from days gone by and uh, we ignore it. Look at the movies, came out on the exact same day. My name's Lincoln, I'm a comic out here in London, I'm joined by my man Sam, the LP to my killer Mike, <laughs> the Wesley, the Woody Harrelson to my Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although, you know, you see, I've seen his jump shot, it's wet. Um, my jump shot is wet, how dare you? Uh, actually, you know that wet's actually a good thing. This shows me how long oh. you've been, how you're not plugged into the culture anymore. We have I a wet jump shot, that's good. Yeah, my plug into the culture stops when Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes become friends. Oh my god! So, dude, uh, yeah, sorry, Sam. Um, mm. Very roundabout way to introduce you, but uh, Sam also a comic out here in London. Mm. Uh, Sam, how are you feeling today? Are you excited for the two movies that we have lined up today? I'm feeling. Look, I have to say, White Man Can't Jump, one of my favorite films of all time. Oh my god! Not so much the Ladybugs. Uh, La- <laughs> Ladybugs. This was the first viewing for me. Oh uh, really? It's the first time I've seen this movie. Yeah. Oh word. Uh, and. I mean, yeah, like, honestly, shout out to you, because this was your pick. This was, what a fucking great pick this week for these two match films. Nuts, nuts. So, yeah, just to kind of sum up what we have for you guys today, we have on the one side, White Men Can't Jump came out in 1992, on the exact same day, uh, the Rodney Dangerfield featuring The Ladybugs. Um, Lots of fun. But before we get to that, we should probably talk about White Men Can't Jump, which, again, mirrors the kind of alignment Mm. of this podcast but it's also just a fucking dope film it's a great film uh oh my God. let's go i mean to, I, if you haven't seen this movie what are you doing this is it's such a great but this is like this is the era of buddy movies right this mm, is mm, uh and this is woody harrelson and wesley snipes are both street basketball players out in california uh, hustling, like literally scamming people out of uh, uh, bet money. Um, Woody Harrelson scams Wesley Snipes. Uh, Wesley Snipes needs the money, comes up with a scam for both of them to pull. And some of the best like on-screen basketball and just film happens. Yeah, man, it's so good. And you know what? So, in, in fact, so enjoyable. And you can tell these guys just enjoyed each other so much that they... They teamed up again a, f- a few years later to make the film Money Train, mm. where I think they play like literal brothers or foster brothers or something. But either way, yeah, um, white men can't jump is where it all starts. And yeah, Wesley Snipes is a is a basketball hustler. So is Woody Harrelson. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of their lives on the court. And also, I think not to be understated how good Rosie Perez is. Yeah, as um, as Woody Harrelson's um, partner. And she's this kind of uh, genius, Jeopardy was whatever. By the way, one of the silliest um, games yeah. that I've, I've ever seen is Jeopardy. I actually watched it the other day for the first time. Yeah. And it is, I can't believe that formulating something as a question to, <laughs> as an answer is the in- literal entire gimmick. Yeah, the yeah, literal yeah, yeah. entire gimmick of, uh, of the show. But... Um, uh yeah she she's fucking great man she has this like great like physicality and like her and woody harrelson are just kind of like um just you know kind of easy with each other just like mm. naked but like not a, a movie naked like she doesn't yeah. get up with like a a sheet halfway around her and halfway around woody harrelson yeah 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 they're, it, they're a really believable couple and 
again, yeah, like you said, like she, I think, gives the best performance of the movie. Um, but interesting, because this was the year I always grew up, because I grew up on this and uh, My Cousin Vinny. Mm. Um, which same year, uh, and, oh, well. and it was it was uh, Rosie Perez and Marissa Tomei up for the Oscar, and Marissa Tomei took it for Best Supporting Actress. And I think any other year, any there's like there's like an inch in it. Both of those performances are the most I don't know, just like amazing genius woman. She's written almost as like a uh, like a secondary tertiary character, but really steals the show. Mm, man she she really comes in i just want to send a shout out to if you haven't seen white man can jump in a while just to the the wardrobe fantastic mm. like easy like 1992 basketball fashion wesley snipes is um arms mm. looking just fucking jacked up as my partner said watching this movie uh she said i miss the era when men wore crop tops Oh my god. Did I watch this with my partner actually as well and I caught her getting quiet for a little bit. <laughs> I caught her getting quiet so I was like, Are you look you're looking at Wizzy Snipes arms, aren't you? And she's like, Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah, I'm looking at those arms. I was like, I can't blame you, I was looking at them too. Yeah, it's it, it's just this is uh, this is the ultimate like couples movie for for, for I think for men and women because the the male eye candy is undeniable, man. Undeniable, um, Wesley Snipes is so like physical and athletic and like like just you believe him as a as a basketball less so Woody Harrelson whose body is uh, our favorite bodies on this podcast very uh, what is it attainable very mm. attainable body if you focused yeah yeah but um yeah just like I love those basketball sequences man absolutely fantastic so, so actually interestingly enough as well um Woody Harrelson got the role because he was so good at playing basketball he came game ready and weirdly enough beat out Keanu Reeves for the oh, that role is, that is interesting and the reason Keanu Reeves didn't get it or uh, decided not to do it was because he couldn't he could yeah you know, he could play a bit of basketball but he wasn't this crazy player and Wesley Snipes actually had to learn a lot of stuff for the movie now you see that this is a great example of why you shouldn't of how of unconscious racial bias because mm. I would never have bought that as the mm. scenario coming in. Yeah. Um, I was picturing an eight mile style situation where they, for six months, had to um, <laughs> train with battle, Just battle the streets. Like Woody, <laughs> Woody Harrelson on the streets of, uh, of New York or on the streets of Oakland. And <laughs> he gets dunked on. And everyone yeah. shows up to see Woody Harrelson try and get it. And yeah. then fi- one fine day, he just finally like sinks that jumper. And it's, um, it's a beautiful, beautiful moment. Mm. Man. But yeah, this is this is an interesting movie to me, just because it's not just about hustling. I think this movie has hit me differently. Uh, I'm 29, going on 30 when we're recording this. I'll be I'll be 30 in a couple of months. But I think there is something to be said of all of those guys, because all of those guys have stories playing basketball ostensibly in the middle of the day mm. uh, when they have families and other presumably professional commitments yeah but um i understand that thing that's like that when you see a guy wearing like a liverpool shirt or whatever and he's like you know he's not gonna play for <laughs> liverpool but you know you don't maybe mm. <laughs> maybe you know mm. if, if you know it's like if you're like a, a royal like if 500 people die maybe you could get into- <laughs> yeah 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 
interesting as well before we move on I actually want to talk mm. about the aging of this film mm. how do you how do you feel like this film has aged I thought it aged quite well but maybe you have a different maybe you have a different take on it so I I, I so I have an interesting I think it's aged really well but I don't necessarily think intentionally I'm just finding okay this is the thing this, I was talking to my partner about this and this was the thing we were trying to work out right because so as we come into this movie it's like it looks like it's about basketball it looks like it's about hustling right and then it's this buddy movie of white man black man becoming best friends but what's interesting is like Woody Harrelson is written racist right there's like okay so there's like this, uh, there's this tension, there's this like playful, very early 90s, late 80s tension of them having an argument about music, right? Uh, Wesley Snipes is saying, you can listen to Jimmy, but you can't hear Jimmy. And Woody House is like, the whole band was white. Do you know what I mean? It's the... They're, they're race driving each other, but there are a couple of moments where Woody Harrelson gets insecurely racist is he's, he's, uh, there's a bit where he's complaining to Rosie Perez they're in the car and they're listening to a, a black country singer and he's like why is he playing my music uh, and this this is why I think it this is why I think it's aged well but I can't figure out how intentional it is it, because if you look at the circumstances right so Woody Harrelson and Rosie Perez they're on the run from these two mobsters who they owe money to right which is why Woody Harrelson is trying to hustle so hard all the time right he's always trying to win this money so he can pay back the Stooky brothers uh, but he's got a gambling problem. He just can't stop mm. chasing it. Wesley Snipes, on the other hand, has a wife and baby. And like you said on the wardrobe, that baby is dressed impeccably in every oh, single scene. Impeccable. Impeccable. Right? The ba- this baby's drip is yeah. bananas. Um, but Wesley Snipes is hustling, right? But he's also got like four side jobs. Do you know what I mean? Like roofing, tiling, painting, decorating. Like all of these side jobs to provide for his family. And the reason he's doing all of this work is because his family lives in the middle of the ghetto, right? And they, you know, halfway through the film, they the apartment gets robbed, they lose everything, and this leads us into the final climax. What I find interesting is that this was written, this, the film is written and directed by a white guy who was a street ball player. Mm. And it's this buddy movie. And when I was a kid, I found what, I, I like Woody Harrelson, I just found Woody Harrelson so relatable and then the older mm. I ever I've, I've watched this film I want to say once every two or three years anyway the older and older I get the less and less likable he becomes the less and less relatable he becomes because he is actually like Loki the villain of the whole story he right so again the reason I've gone into this is because there's this moment on the bus where Rosie Perez telegraphs everything that's going to happen in the film and it looks like that's a little side joke she's like uh She's like, sometimes when you lose, when you win, you, you win. really lose. Yeah. Or you, when you lose, you really win. When you really, really lose. And then when you tie, you actually win and lose. And then... <laughs> yeah, it's all relative. It, right? And it hits... The way she actually describes it is the beats of the movie. Because the final uh, climax is he's managed to... He's lost all the money again. And then he instead of using basketball to win the day, he asks Wesley Snipes to ask his mate to get her on the Jeopardy lot. And because she is a fucking genius, mm. she crushes it, wins, is now the champion of Jeopardy, pulling in all their money and then goes to him, I'll give you two grand um, to go get a suit, get a job, like, you know, fly straight. And he goes, I owe... Wesley Snipes. I have to bet this two grand on this game that's happening. He has to save his family, which is the right thing to do. 
but it's ultimately a tragedy for Woody Harrelson's story because Rosie Perez ends up leaving him and mm. and he's just left with Wall. But it's this kind of thing where everything that goes wrong in the movie is Woody Harrelson's fault and everybody else is trying to boost him. I, I would I would challenge you on, or I'd push back on the idea that he is the villain. I think he's ultimately a... He's a very tragic figure. I, I find that scene at the end when um, Wesley Snipes approaches him to ask him to bet this money on the... Oh, bet this money to go... Yeah, to put the money in so that they can do this game and win the hilariously 90s um, Brotherhood <laughs> tournament. Um, yeah, yeah. But I think that is... That to me is like... That to me is a fantastic, fantastic scene because I know how all of the three people in that scene relate to each other and I know what mm. they're trying to accomplish. I know that um, Wesley Snipes is desperate. He needs Woody Harrelson to help him. But he also sees, he's very perceptive, he sees how Rosie Perez takes this relating to Woody Harrelson and he feels something akin to guilt because he sees yeah. that this is, he's going to, he is dragging this man away from this relationship. Woody Harrelson at the same time feels uh, obligation to to Wesley Snipes, but more than anything, he's like he's fucking you know. If you believe heat, you know the action is the juice. Like he needs to, <laughs> he needs to do this. And <laughs> yeah. Rosie Perez is just this, you know, this acceptance that like this guy's never gonna change, um, mm. regardless of 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 what I expect of him. And even if it is the right thing to do, it's not what she needs. And what she needs is someone yeah. to depend on. And so they leave there and they go in their separate directions. And I was like, that's just an amazing piece of, uh, piece of writing. And also, yeah, where's he snipes afterwards? Yeah. He's like, dude, what have you did? I didn't have to convince you yeah. for that long. I find that to be like the most annoying part is that Wesley snipes yeah. is contrite. Like he doesn't see the the role that he's played in it. But like, there there is. The, I, well, yeah. I think he, I, I think he does. But he is like, but you know, I had to do this for my yeah. family. Now it's done. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Like. Yeah, of course, of course, I have to. That's the you. ultimate. Ah, yeah, yeah, that's the ultimate hustle in the end is mm. him getting Woody to actually buy into it. But like, I mean, so yeah. many highlights, so many great scenes. Like um, when they're playing basketball and the and when they pull the hustle for the first time, the guy's like trying to going to go get his gun. <laughs> Just like yeah. so funny. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's that he gets the gun and he goes into the store to rob the store for the money, and the guy's like Dude, Raymond. What are you doing? He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You want to buy? You want to buy a gun? He's like, yeah. Oh my god, that was such a great scene. Um, yeah, I just yeah, a lot of it is is is, is um. I I watched it like Saturday afternoon, which is not ideal. It's not it's not testing. It's not you know, laboratory conditions for a film. Uh, Saturday yeah, afternoon, yeah. like one o'clock, but um, just enjoyed it. Um so mm. much it made me wonder like you know you know if this is still a thing do people still grift i love a good grift yeah and um i wonder if people still out there hustling um basketball games hustling pool because i can tell you right now if i'm on the court or am i in mm. the pool hall and the moment you're like oh let's play for a little bit of money i don't care how bad you've been that's an instant no mm. uh from me <laughs> because that yeah, is yeah, the yeah, offer yeah, of yeah. an insane person to be like, yo, want to play for money? Someone that I've never met? Are you out of your fucking mind? Not once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that one episode of Fresh Prince where Uncle Phil does it with Paul and I was like, oh, okay, that's the game. But, you know, it's funny that we actually have two sports movies connecting on the same day. I wonder what was going on at the time. But the movie that we choose that came out on the same day is a movie called The Ladybugs, starring the late, great um, Rodney Dangerfield, who I... 
have, have a big soft spot for the you know uh, I can't get no respect um, that kind of yeah, that guy yeah, yeah, big yeah. eyes maybe you've seen him um, love him and basically he is in this very <laughs> Roddy Danger feels like an R-rated comedian really, at, at the base of things but back at, in the early 90s there wasn't really a lot of you know if you were a comedian it's not like now you make a fucking netflix series or whatever and it's like half drama half comedy back then you could only ever make a a sitcom or you could do this you could do these kind of you know kid-friendly broad uh, kind of comedies and you say you've never seen this joint before what did you think about it though uh oh i didn't think it was good i thought it was bad i thought it was really bad and i i I, in a weird way, I, I saw the cover and I was like, this is going to be bad. And then the film started and I was like, maybe? Because the film starts and it, it's 20 minutes of Rodney Dangerfield just working out his act in real life. Mate, I have to think, I have to, I, I can't, I think you're wrong. I think yeah? this is a joint. I think Ladybugs really? is a joint, man. Um, just give us the, the broad premise, Sam. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield is a salesman, a company that sells we don't know what. Uh, and he is he's got a girlfriend who has a son from a previous relationship I, I want to say 14 year old son yeah let, yeah I think um, it's younger than that but uh let's not let's not fight on this d- d- right right it is 14 because he says you'll never see 15 but you're right he yeah <laughs> but uh Mubby. he goes you know he doesn't he doesn't get on this with this he, the son doesn't like him. But he wants to marry the girlfriend. And to do that, he needs to get this big promotion at work, right? And uh, all he knows how to do is kiss the boss's ass. So while he's in his boss's office begging for the promotion, he sees the boss has all these soccer trophies that turn out to be from his daughter's soccer club. I don't know what it's called in America. Little League Soccer. I don't know, right? And uh, so he says he knows all this stuff about it and they hire him as the coach. So he has to coach... A fourteen-year-old girl's soccer team, this sport that he knows nothing about, to victory over the course of the season to gain this promotion to marry his girlfriend. Okay, and in all, and in the process of doing so, he takes this fourteen-year-old, uh, you know, ostensibly his stepson, and mm. um, or his future stepson, and puts him in a wig, puts him in drag, yeah, and says, "All right, come and play for my team. Come and dominate." And that's yeah. it. That's the it, dude. This is so simple as a premise. Mm. I am all the way in on early <laughs> 90s. Oh, let's get a thing or a person who is not supposed to play a sport. And let's get yeah. them playing a sport. Whether that is Lassie or Air Bud Golden Receiver <laughs> or uh, a 14-year-old boy playing against 12-year-old girls. Wait, whatever it is. This is simple. Right. Fucking let's have uh, Robin Williams uh, invent a piece of nuclear <laughs> rubber or whatever that shit is. And he's like, well, yeah, yeah, now he's just the best basketball, uh, basketball player that's ever lived because he has some green right. jizz or whatever that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's a simpler time and it harkens back to a beautiful time in, in American cinema when, um, you know, the cocaine was flowing. Uh, streaming yeah. services hadn't arrived yet 
and um, here we are. Well, yeah, it's 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 kind of an interesting build because obviously previously on this podcast we've done Eddie, mm. the the Whoopi Goldberg coaching the New York Knicks, and that the premise is, but, but she's woman. a woman, <laughs> right? And then this is, but but he's a fourteen year old boy beating up twelve year old girls, and then later we have Space Jam, which is like they're not even yeah, people. They're cartoons. This is wild. Um, yeah, but this movie to me is also, you know, it. it, it I think also, um, maybe this take hasn't been made yet before, but I think it's like maybe low-key, like a Paul Verhoeven-style satire of the sports industrial complex. Of the, right. um, I think this is like, because it starts with this um, this really weird scene that doesn't connect to anything else. It starts with this kind of the master-style, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson-style thing where like he's in a cult. And yeah, you've really oversold it. He starts in don't. Uh, this is serious. Um, he's, right, in a, yeah. he's in a. This is serious. He's in a the master style situation, like self affirmation, and he goes into this again. This weird, like vague corporate culture that mm. we don't know what they sell. We never see him selling in between yeah. games, and it's undercut by the lunacy that everyone in this company's fortunes and professional trajectories is tied to a 12 year old girl's <laughs> soccer team yeah, yeah i think yeah. that's like to me i read i read that as like a robocop starship trooper style satire of, <laughs> okay of yeah american sports and the overhyped value that is placed on those kind of things in society well, I so I I agree with you. I think you're absolutely right about Thank that. Thank you. Mm. No, but dude, like, I think there is. I think there's something there. I think there's is like a there's like a little bit of a satire in there. And there's also something I don't know. I love Rodney Dangerfield. I've seen some of his sets and stuff. I can't imagine. I'm always fascinated by comedy like this. I can't imagine watching an hour of Rodney Dangerfield. Mm. I can't imagine watching an hour of. Uh, better, better, my wife. Oh, hey, I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for the life of She's me. on 20 a day. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I can imagine like 10, 15, 20 minutes. You're in a nightclub. Mm. Man. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually, that guy could cut you open. That, I mean, he, but that's the thing. He's a club comic. He's an insult comic. He's a self-deprecating comic. He's like, there, there's something about Rodney Dangerfield comedy that, and I see why they put it in movies is because... It's be- It works best when it feels like it's interrupting something else. I see what you mean. You I see what, what I mean? mean. Yeah. Dude, do you want to quickly take us through like just a, bit, a few of the beats that you found interesting? Because um, I can tell you this right now. Yeah. They win the championship. Okay. Fucking <laughs> Rodney yeah. Dangerfield leads these girls to glory, but there's some hijinks in the in the middle of that. That um, did anything jump out to you as, as specifically or you know kind of interesting? So. Yeah, the thing that well, the, the, it's because actually because these films are so intrinsically linked in premise, right? Because there is a buddy movie element to it with uh, Rodney Dangerfield and Jackie Harry, who is who plays his assistant mm. in the movie, uh, who you may recognise from Curb Your Enthusiasm or uh, she, uh, Larry. She plays yeah. a sex worker yeah. in Curb Enthusiasm. Larry do- David uses it, and then she was. Oh God! Why have I I've seen her in a name? sitcom as well? I was going to say Family Matters, but that's not right. Her and uh, Ronnie Dangerfield form a kind of partnership. She gets dragged into this thing because, um, yeah, Ronnie Dangerfield. Yeah, as as we say, the the movie opens in this kind of again the master style um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of cult uh, Tony Robbins situation. Um, 
you can you can see he's insecure he's like um people like me i'm good i'm happy all that kind of shit he, a mantra they have to repeat to themselves and he goes and he has to ask for a promotion because he's trying to get married and this is back in the day when you know you could a move a legit move that um people really fucked with is you go into your wife um because this is actually this tracks in both white man can jump and the lady and ladybugs is it wesley snipes doesn't yeah. want his wife to work why yeah why? yeah 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 and um ronnie dangerfield wants to get this promotion so that his wife can stop working mm. um and you know he gets dragged into the scheme where he has to uh coach the lady the lady's team and like the girls all terrible and i swear one thing i really liked about this is that there wasn't a lot of humming and hawing about uh, whether or not the core premise of the movie is going to happen um, yeah. As soon as he tells the kid, uh, his um, stepson Jonathan, what's his name? He passed away as well, as well, didn't he? Oh, what the son? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a teenage heartthrob, um, and he passed away not too long ago, a few years ago. Jonathan Brandis is his name. Mm. Sorry, and he pa- and he passed away, but like he ag- agrees pretty much immediately. Yeah. Well, this was the craziest thing in the picture of the movie for me was that before he was like, I've got coach's soccer team. My stepson plays soccer. He's really good at it. I know I'll have him dress in drag and play on the team before he thought of, hey, I can just get him to coach yeah. the team and take the credit. 100 percent. Yeah, he was just that's a that's a weird place to go to. There's like really fun scenes where um, they're at the mall and uh, they're shopping for clothes. And it is implied that the, there's a woman there who is, um, uh, sorry, Rodney Dangerfield and uh, Jonathan Brandis are in the in the cubicle uh, getting changed, putting a dress on him, putting a wig on him. But like, obviously the Austin Powers thing, like from what it sounds, it sounds like something else. He's like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's too, oh, don't worry, it's a bit tight. He's like, oh, you'll get used to it. Like blah, 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 stuff like that. And there's a woman sitting outside and she just gets so overwhelmed. I don't know if it's through sexual excitement or through <laughs> sheer shock at this alleged assault I think it, taking place. Yeah, yeah, I think it's shock. She just yeah. passes out and I am, dude, I'm here. If we need to get out mm. of a scene, just just have her pass out <laughs> rather than have a weird, yeah. um, rather than have a weird uh, conclusion where Rodney Dangerfield yeah. gets beaten up or presumably is in jail the next day. Um, they, yeah. Yeah, so that's what happened. There's a, there's a similar one and it's when, you know, it's that, it's the, the breaking point of the movie. It's like the, the low point for all the characters where they've, you know, the mum and Rodney Dangerfield have kind of split up and the kid doesn't want to play the football and blah, 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 blah. All, everything is like crashing. Rodney Dangerfield is just drinking in a bar. Mm muttering to himself and the barman's talking to her and he's like what's the problem buddy you know tell me everything and he's like i don't want to talk about it and he's like no come on it'll you know get away off your chest and the way he phrases it what was it was uh well i, I was with this girl I, yeah i yeah, got go her on. son to uh dress up as a girl and i made him play with me i convinced him to yes. play with i mean me. come on and 
right? And, yeah, it, look, it's a gag. Yeah. It's there. But the thing I love is the barman reaction is to throw him out and go, get out. We don't want your kind in here. And then Roddy Dangerfield goes, hey, at least I dodged the hey, bill. Oh. Right? <laughs> and what I love is that, that in, <laughs> to make the jokes and the story work at the same time, the barman has to be against pedophilia a bit. A bit. Yeah. He, like he can't be like whoa! I need the to police, call the police. Yeah. <laughs> Pressing the pin, the panic button underneath the thing. But I mean, come on, yeah, that's that's this is how broad this movie is. That is, I mean, that is like Tobias Funke levels yeah. of yeah. misspeak. But Daddy. yeah, I I got my daughter, I got my partner's son to dress up as a girl and let him play with him. I was like, come on, man. Um, <clears> but <throat> look, we should say that obviously. Um, Jonathan Brandis does agree to play with them and he fucking crushes it. He's the best player on the mm. field by some distance. Um, what is interesting is to me is that like this is like probably the poorest shot sports movie that I've seen in a long time because yeah. it's very difficult to... And, and I wonder if it's like they just didn't want to go through the effort of mm. having to like block and actually film f- soccer, yeah. football as it were, because it was it was awful. Well, what's interesting is the uh, white man can't jump, right? And I, because th- I, I actually think this is like a cardinal sin in sports movies when they do it. Because Rocky does the montage. Rocky is famous for the montage, right? So even if you don't like boxing, it's a montage. It tells a story. Like we get through it. But like white man can't jump. There are these long, long slow motion sequences of just actual just basketball being mm-hmm. played, right? But they serve the function of showing, no, this is Woody Harrelson yes. and Snipes doing yes. this. There's no body yes. doubles, right? Um, and the, and honestly, honestly, if somebody said, look, here's a half hour cut of just the slow-mo basketball scenes, I would watch yeah. that clip. There's, somewhere there's a super cut of that on YouTube. Also, just man, while we're here, are there any good football movies? I don't think so. I think there, I, I don't think there's any. I think Mean Machine um, is good. The Vinnie Jones. I haven't seen it's Me Machine. Fine. It's lovely. It's great. I yeah. watched it the other day. It's okay because I'm Vinnie Jones is a very believable uh, prisoner. Um, mm. Did Did you ever see Football Factory? I did Football Factory is not strictly a football movie? I would say mm. because um, it's uh, yeah. Let's not go into the Danny Dyer uh, section of the of the podcast. But yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I have seen it. It's not a great. It's not great. But like, I'm talking about what is the raging bull or the any given sunday or the white men can't jump or the i don't know um you know rocky of football and there really isn't i think there's that great thing from the 80s or 70s where like pele and them were in that where it's like about the greatest right. like about a football game between the german guards and the prisoners or something like okay. something like that um yeah but the goal i remember goal being a thing when i was trash um, bend it like Beckham probably the best one yeah. that's probably the probably, top right while we're here probably the best one probably the best one just because there's a bigger story around it but I just find it like football is like such a tough thing mm. to get right also can I say can I say another thing though because I think we have to move into the category soon my favourite yeah. thing in this movie is Rodney Dangerfield wisecracking with um, just the broadest broadest jokes um mm. i think my favorite one i think my fa- absolute favorite one is when um uh this is after he's been wisecracking for the entire movie he goes uh, 
And so the ref's like, oh, take 14 seconds or whatever. He's like, 14 seconds? That's how long I have sex. And that's the joke. And I was like, mate, you're not even trying. That, that, I legit yeah. laughed out loud. I legit yeah, laughed yeah, out loud. Yeah. It's like, this because you're undermining the whole premise of, you're not even trying to be clever. You're just saying, that's how long I have sex. Yeah, 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 yeah. The the one that did get me right at the beginning was he's driving home and he's like, oh, beautify the neighborhood. Oh, make the neighborhood beautiful. Oh, there's beautiful people. And then he sees like an ugly couple. He goes, oh, stay inside. (laughs) Who is this for? Oh, my God. There were so many great ones. And there's like, oh, uh, I should take you back to the zoo. They thank me for bringing you back. I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. This is an insult? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is an insult? This is barely a joke. Yeah. Although, I mean, I will say this. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm shitting on you, man. R.I.P. But if you go, if nothing else, go on YouTube. Watch some of the stuff that he did on, um, like, the Johnny Carson show when he'd go. He fucking crushes. The Mm. guy just rips the audience apart. He is so good at that particular kind of thing. And you know what? This is, this is the thing you don't know about me, Sam. I have a soft spot for this kind of stuff. I have a soft spot for like 50s, 60s, yeah. like Jewish comedians from like that kind of era in LA. Who like, Oh, dude. I yeah. love that kind of stuff, low-key, man. So do I, man. Like, Ronnie, I love Ronnie Dangerfield. He's not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna age. No. Well, but he also, he killed, he killed the inflection. You know, his whole, that whole thing was like, well, we only, uh, me and my wife, we only smoke a cigarette after sex now. I haven't had a cigarette in six months. She's on a pack a day. <laughs> and it's very much, it's just, I mean, it's like, oh my yeah, God. it's just, it's, there's, there's no reality in yeah. it. It's just jokes. But man, we need to move into categories. Pow, chow, Do it. Pow, pow, pow. Categories. Categories. Um, Mm. So we have categories on this uh, on this show, and that's just where we uh, kind of compare the these two movies, and um, we have them every week. Uh, if you're a loyal listener, which we hope you are, um, mm. and the first category that we usually have is the instant cancellation. This is where if something that happened in 1992, if it were to happen now, we would cancel it on sight. On 2020, we we deplatform this movie. We would uh, t- mm. the blog posts would be just fucking float in and out of shot if this were to happen mm. today. Um, Sam, do you have something for us that you cancel immediately if you were to see it? The yeah, the Rodney Dangerfield and the boss's wife. That is yes. my cancel. Which which so, which which scene though? Which scene would you cancel? I'm canceling the upskirt one. Okay. I hold up my hands. You correct there. Yeah. The uh, the 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 prelude to it is they win their first game, and they're celebrating, and uh, everybody's jumping up and down, hugging each other, and Rodney Dangerfield overkill just keeps rubbing the boss's wife like against himself. Oh, can I can I say I actually I that's, actually wasn't going to cancel that one. So I'm saying that's the precursor precursor to it. To it. All right. Then the the actual cancel is then Rodney Dangerfield has to dress up in drag to go pick up Martha in drag from the boss's house. And the wife answers the door and she goes, oh, Timmy left his shoes or whatever. Leans over, picks him up. We see full upskirt and Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> hey! 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Full on the mask, eyes popping out of the head. Oh, terrifying! Yeah, absolutely, absolutely terrifying. terrifying. And I was going to say the f- the previous scene that you mentioned that would also be a cancel, but I actually legit found it hilarious. Where um, <laughs> everyone's hugging each other after this, and like Rodney Dangerfield just keeps hugging the boss's wife. Like he hugs the boss, yeah, and then he yeah, goes yeah. back to hug the wife. Then he hugs his friend, then he goes back to hug the wife. Then he's like, oh <laughs> shit, there's that ugly woman right there. Can't do that. I'm Rodney Dangerfield. He turns around, hugs the boss's wife. <laughs> it's like, it's just yeah. so. <laughs> it's like, um, what's that? It reminds me of that, um, that TV show, the Britcom, Alu Alu. Just that kind of like. I haven't uh, seen just, it. Just, oh, hello, 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 that one. You know, you know one. Good morning. You talk. You talk about the. You talk about the one. The the ones at the bar. Yeah, where the just like this around. kind of like yeah, yeah, broad, okay. like a carry wait, on. How did you say? How, wait, 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 wait. How did you I say? I thought it was it? alu alu. It's l o l o. It's like a cockney like l o l o. You go fuck yourself. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't say l o l o. Dude, you're, you just already people it. are sending for me for my for my fucking accent being fucking fugazi. I can't I can't do that. <laughs> it's a great accent, man. People it. love people the South send African for accent. me on the rig, my dude. I can't even go home right now, dude. People send for me. Why? Ah. You think you're better than me? Is it my fault? Is it my fault? <laughs> I don't know. All right. So the next uh, category that we have, uh, Sam, we're running out of time here. We can't. We don't have all day. You know mm. what it's like. Um, I'm you sorry. Know what it's like. Um, but the next category that we have is the weirdly woke moment. Um, mm. So between white man can't jump and uh, the ladybugs, uh, what is your weirdly woke moment? I think for uh, I think for the um, for this one, it's the fact that most of the time he's just nice to Jackie Harry. Okay. Most of the time, the because she's that. There's this weird moment where when it when the, when we're first sort of like reintroduced to her their dynamic, she's just like by herself just belting out singing silly shit in the office, right? And it's the kind of scene that's normally set up to be like she's fucking about and she's kind of weird and quirky, and the, and then the official person comes in and is like, hey, stop that! And he comes in and he's like, hey, nice song, I really like it. Where is it great? And they just kind of get on, and I'm like, that's actually quite nice. Yeah, I think it's great. I think that's unusual to see that kind of relationship just be a normal kind of friendship, especially in 1992. Um, my weirdly woke moment, there's two moments that stood out to me as like low-key woke. The first one is um, when uh, Jonathan Brandis's mom catches him in drag as Martha within the kitchen. And obviously... Um, Rodney Dangerfield is trying to get out of the situation, but he goes, oh, I used to dress up when I was a kid. You know, it's whatever, you know. Kids wear dresses, it's yeah. whatever. It's no big deal. I feel yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like the mum should have then gone, oh, okay. I feel like mm. the mum should have taken that at face value and been like, yeah, kids do sometimes just dress up and it's not a big deal. That was the first thing. So I want to cancel her for that and I want to really work that. Okay. The other really woke moment I think is also beautiful when Jackie is with um is that her name right Jackie yeah well, that's her that's the actress's yeah. name Jackie Harry. Uh, when Jackie is in like um name. when they're going to the mall for the first time and uh, uh fucking uh Roddy Dangerfield's in mad respectability politics my man's like a lady shouldn't do this a lady shouldn't do that a lady should always say no and Jackie is like mm. well you know if the mood's right. You know, when the vibe's good, you're looking good. Her body's looking good. Your body's looking good. What are you, fucking idiot? You never say no. I was like, this is like predating Amber Rose by like a good 20 years here. My guy's like, yeah, dude, if you want to fucking smash, fucking smash. Don't be a fucking idiot. What's wrong with you? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, what's the other one? Freaky Friday. If you had to swap two characters from this film, to swap two characters. Dude, you know what I was actually thinking is I would I would love Rodney Dangerfield in there as a because all of those guys can like play the dozens. Your mama got a your mama got a mouth at the back of her neck. The bitch chew like this or like oh, your yeah. mama got a ball spot in the middle of her chest, like all that kind of stuff. I want to see yeah. Rodney Dangerfield do that, but just shit. I yeah, want Rodney yeah. Dangerfield to like play the dozens and be like, hey, wh- <laughs> yeah, yeah. what are you? You know, you throw the ball up, it looks like you. Can't even really throw it that good. Uh, Wes Left's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you, what do you mean? What do I talk about? When you talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even... Uh, 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 wait, I had something. Um, uh, uh, okay, okay, wait. Say say where am I going to sleep? Say where, say where am I going to sleep tonight? Wes is like, what? No, say where am I going to sleep? Where am I going to sleep tonight? Oh... Oh, fuck man, I, I lost it. I lost it. Um, okay, no, say something else. I was like, I want to see that. I want to see Ronnie Dangerfield <laughs> yeah. not have any patter. <laughs> yeah, uh, like yeah. I'm, I'm gonna take, take you back to the zoo, zoo but like not uh, like you know, line. it's not a, it's not a black thing. But um, it's because you like it's you know you're an animal. But again, it's not a it's not a black thing. Um, okay, okay, okay. You one, liked uh, it. One more time. One more time. If this if you tilt this film ten degrees to the left, what genre would you like to see it be? I think the movie should pivot further, even further into the again dystopian uh, American Psycho style satire of um, again the sports industrial complex that we see mm. in America of the Dilbert-like world we live in, where um, actual human lives and jobs are decided by um, whether or not. A twelve-year-old group of girls can kick a ball into a net. Like that's what I want to see. Like let's 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 take uh-huh. this a little bit yeah, further. Yeah, yeah. Let's add darker stuff into it. Let's add the boss doing cocaine and flexing his biceps in the mirror halfway through that shit. Let's add those little fake RoboCop adverts that they have yeah. that make fun of American consumerism. Let's get those little natural-born killer-style yeah. little gaps in between. Let's take this shit to its logical conclusion. In fact, there shouldn't even be mm. any fucking soccer in it <laughs> the soccer game should be a little beat of yeah, the story yeah, yeah, that yeah. exists on the <laughs> on the outside of it i would change it the thing i would the detail i'd change would be uh jackie harry isn't actually rodney dangerfield's assistant she's just started at the company and she's an investigative journalist and the movie okay, just becomes spotlight for little league coaching and uh we get the little mark ruffalo they knew oh yeah yeah, knew. yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah. That moment. Yeah, I'm down for it. I'm down for it, my dude. Anyway, man, dude, you, you keep safe over there. You know, yeah, look after yourself. Look after your body. Mm. Uh, look after your legs. Uh, we know that you are working on getting them uh, juiced as possible. Um, uh, yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to say to you, um, just take steroids. Um, <laughs> I know, right? Just do it. I don't. You're not a professional athlete. No one's testing you. Yeah. Just fucking take steroids. And get fucking jacked up. Can I That's dope I your blood? Why would you want to dope my blood? I'm not even... I, because I want to work up incrementally. I don't want to dope fucking, you know, some like hardcore athlete's blood. I want to dope just a guy who's in slightly better shape than me this blood and see how that feels. You just want to dope from a, a regular person. <laughs> yeah. 
Because that's because zero is still plus one for me. I'm at minus one now. You're, you reckon you're at minus one? You want to get to just average an average? Uh, yeah. Look, um, <laughs> man, we, let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, you guys stay safe out there. Remember, like and subscribe if you if you really enjoyed it. Subscribe that helps us the most, to be honest. Um, but um, you know, whatever, do whatever you want. But we appreciate mm. uh, it all. Send, keep sending the love, and uh, keep listening to Beat Plot. Cheers. Peace.